You're tuned into the Mid-10 Listens Podcast, hosted by MiddleTennesseeMusic.com. Supporting and empowering the independent music community online since 2011. Head on over to our website to find more music, as well as to learn about our Indie Musicpreneurs Tribe, where we share our library of tips and guides on business, entrepreneurship, productivity, social media, digital marketing, email marketing, websites, and much more. You can also check out our book, Getting Your Music Heard Online, now on Amazon as a paperback and Kindle. Welcome to another episode of the Mid-10 Listens Podcast, MiddleTennesseeMusic.com, Joshua Smotherman, and for today's interview, we're going to be speaking with singer-songwriter Elizabeth Butler. So Elizabeth, tell us where you're from and what style of music you create, in your own words, please. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Butler. I'm a singer-songwriter, uh, originally from Savannah, Georgia, although I've been living in the Houston, Texas area for over 20 years now. So, yay, Texas. It's a great place to live, although I do miss the lushness and greenness and living on the water um, that comes from being in Savannah. Uh, the kind of music that I write is generally acoustic-based, although I do like to have some electric guitars in there, sometimes really fuzzy sounds. The most important thing to know about my music is I try to look at each song as A, a story, and then the arrangement of the song as a painting or a storyboard to enable the listener to get a sense of what the, the story the song is trying to convey. For example, you know, using you know, darker tones or minor chords or sometimes pauses. You know, sometimes silence is as important as the music itself. So I try to incorporate a lot of different things into the songs that I write and teach, take them each as a separate entity and not saying, well, I write blah, blah, blah kind of music, so I must incorporate these things. I think that each song should be a living, breathing creation that has its own requirements um, and different uh, instruments and um, vocal arrangements that will add style and texture to give it its, its very own feeling and its very own parameters, kind of. Each song requires different things. Tell us what led you down this path of music and what thing or things motivates you to keep it going. I think the reason that I am uh, that I'm more drawn to singer-songwriter kind of music, to acoustic and folk, is I like the storytelling aspect of it. And you know, it's really fun to listen to dance music or other kinds of music where it's more rhythm-driven, where it's more uh, the melody and the hook is, is predominantly featured. But you know, sometimes it's good to sit down and relax with uh, coffee or friends or beer or whatever you choose and listen to the stories and and to connect with your audiences in a way that you're not often able to do in busier arrangements. So I like that connection. I like sitting and talking with people and listening to their stories and writing songs that are not necessarily autobiographical but that are intended to reach the audience and help everyone to feel that they're not alone. You know, that the human condition is universal. There are most things, not everything, but there are a lot of things that we all go through together. 
um, hope and fear and crushing grief and anxiety about the future. And I think that feeling that someone else is going through the same thing with you or has gone through the same thing is a healing thing. And it inspires people to know that someone else has been through the same thing and they've come through the other side and maybe it's going to be okay. So I think that's what uh, drives me in the singer-songwriter part. Although I like to throw in a few dance songs just for fun. But mostly it's the storytelling uh, behind the songs that um, makes me gravitate towards that particular genre. I think what motivates me to stay the course as far as music business is concerned is the music itself. I can't imagine, I can't remember a time from when I was little that I wasn't annoying everyone in my immediate vicinity with songs I was singing, songs I was learning, songs I was writing, that was just always a part of who I was, even from my very earliest memories. So I can't, I can't imagine music not being a part of my life. As far as the music business goes, you know, you can, you can change things. I think we get so, so stuck sometimes in a vision or an idea that things have to be a certain way, but if you're creative and take a moment to figure out what your options are, there are any number of ways you can uh, be active in the music business. You know, um, you don't always have to be a touring artist. You know, for me, as a solo artist, I don't really love doing a lot of live performances at venues that I don't know, just for the safety factor. You know, the world's getting a little crazy out there and I don't love being out at night in places I don't know. So I work around that by doing a lot of uh, concert window performances. I also like doing those because I think you can reach a broader audience that way. You're not limited by your um, geographic location. You know, you can do streaming concerts any time of the day. You can do it on weekends. You know, you can look and see where your core audiences are. You know, whether they're in a particular place in the United States, if they're somewhere overseas. And you can tailor your concert uh, schedules to those particular regions. I think just saying that you have to do a concert on Saturday night at 8 p.m. is just a United States construct. We're not really considering other markets and venues when we do that. How is your new release different from things you've released previously? Were you setting out to accomplish anything specific on this project? In about a month on June 2nd, in fact, exactly a month, I'm going to be releasing my new song called If I Knew. This song is different because it is more of a dance-driven kind of song. You know, I, I want it to be salsa-inspired. I love uh, Latin music and all different rhythms. I adore the Gypsy Kings. So I just wanted to have a song that was fun, that you can roll down the windows and listen to loud on your stereo as you're driving down the highway or play in your backyard while you're having a friends over for a cookout. It's just a fun kind of summertime song, so I, I think this is a pretty different departure from the kind of music that I've done lately. Um, it also is different because I had such a huge collaboration this time. Uh, we had artists from, we often collaborate via the internet, but this time it was way more artists than usual. I think probably about double the number just because we had so many different layers of textures and percussion and guitars. So yeah, it was a huge project. It took us a long time to get it um, all uh, done with all the different collaborations. But 
now that we're in the home stretch, I'm looking forward for everyone to hear it. I think it's a fun song, and I'm really thrilled with the way that it turned out. I'm really grateful to all of the artists that sat in um, on the song all throughout the United States. That was a very fun collaboration. Do you face any challenges in this technologically driven digital age? And on the flip side, how does it help? Because it does help us. I can't sure. think of any huge challenges that I have uh, because of the digital age. One plus is that I have uh, kids old enough to be able to help me with internet things or technology things that I'm not really good at. Uh, my two younger daughters are really tech savvy, so that's a plus. I wish I were better at Pro Tools and recording things like that because I hardly ever um, hardly ever use Pro Tools, so I need to get better with that. That's one of my goals for this coming year, is to be able to at least have a working knowledge of it so I can record basic demos at home and be able to send them out to musicians in advance, and that'll save a lot of time and energy in the recording studio because they would have had more time to become familiar with the music. So that's a big plus. I think the digital age has really helped us in the sense that we're able to reach a much broader audience than we would have been able to in the past. Certainly we don't have to wait to rely on uh, being signed by a major label. The, the number of indie artists has grown exponentially over the last few years, or at least that we're able to have access to. I'm sure they've always been out in the communities. We just had, hadn't been able to have any kind of access to them. We didn't know who they were. But now, thanks to iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, anybody can post music anywhere and craft their own music career. I, I think that's a, a great, uh, I think it's a great advantage for indie artists to have, to be able to reach a broader audience with their music. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? And thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it, Elizabeth. Thanks again to Middle Tennessee Music for allowing me to speak with y'all today. Again, my name is Elizabeth Butler. Uh, you can find me as eButler Music on most music platforms. Twitter, uh, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify. Following me on Spotify would be great. Thank you. And thanks again, guys, for having me on your podcast. I've enjoyed speaking with y'all. Hope to get to speak with y'all sometime again soon. Take care. You must hear this guy. Listening to this soulful, buttery voice deliver incredible lyrics and emotion is nothing short of an eye-opening experience. He has wowed audiences with his magical voice and amazing vocals since 1969 and is the ex-guitarist for the late, great, legendary Buck Owens. Tennessee LaRue is now pleased to announce the release of his CD, Songs from My Father, the first on the Sonic Design label. Reviews for this CD have said the album contains great lyrics, flawless lead vocals, and a voice to kill for. Kerrang! magazine said, Tennessee LaRue brought the world back in touch with music that ears were meant for. Definitely do not miss this great new album. You can find this powerful new work at his site, TennesseeLaRue.net. That's Tennessee, L-A-R-U-E, dot net. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Tennessee LaRue. It's a wonder I haven't went insane. I got some fire. 
Mid 10 Listens is sponsored by Unlimited Sounds Publishing and Distribution, LLC, an independent company based in Sacramento, California, specializing in publishing administration and digital distribution services for independent musicians. Find out more at www.ulsounds.com.